0: Welcome to episode 104 of Chew On This uh, Nerds United Podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So we have a very special episode uh, for you, but before that, I'd like to remind everyone out there that we are on patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash chew on this podcast, where you can go and become part of the Chew Crew for as little as a dollar a month, and you can get all sorts of different rewards. So that's uh, patreon.com forward slash chew on this podcast.
1: And once again, we are still trying to get Wawa to come out here to the West Coast. If you don't know what Wawa is, if you live on the East Coast or in the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, you know what Wawa is. Um, It's a gas station. It's a place where you get sandwiches really late at night. And in California, where you get munchies late at night sometimes for some reason, this would be a good place (laughs) to do it. So once again, hashtag West Coast Wawa. Wawa, come out to the West Coast so I can get your sandwiches at twelve thirty at midnight for no particular reason.
0: <laughs> you know, it's interesting in Wawa they have two W's, and that kind of means something tonight uh, because uh, yes, we're... that was a good segue. That's that was a, a pretty good segue. No shit, and you just like you just fucking, fucking ruined, ruined it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sheldon ruining a good joke. Yeah, um, I,
1: I was actually so surprised that I had to ruin it. <laughs>
0: But anyway, we are we have a very special podcast tonight because we uh, got to talk to uh Christy Marston, um, who is the granddaughter of William Marston who was the creator uh, him and his wife were the creator of Wonder Woman and of course the lie detector tests and all that good stuff. And so, you know, last week we did a mini review of uh, Professor Marston and uh and the Wonder Women and uh where we just kind of gushed about the movie a little bit, you know, and then stuff started trickling out during the week that a lot of what happened in that movie was not true. And so that, well, I would say you go ahead and and kind of say what
1: you were, I mean, how you kind of, well, basically, yeah. So, so we gushed about the movie, like you said, and, you know, when you watch a movie and it's based on a true story in Hollywood, you know they're going to take liberties with things. Mm-hmm. Like a, a Beautiful Mind, that guy never imagined that he worked for the CIA, which was kind of disheartening but didn't really hurt anybody, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, I You mm-hmm. know, like Brave Heart is kind of based on a true story, but you kind of never thought that, you know, William Wallace impregnated a French princess. <laughs> so um, you, you take liberties with things. Um, but – I come to find out that all the major parts of this movie even what they marketed was like fucking dead wrong. That's crazy. Like, like it's ba- it's it, you know we figured outside like we figured like she did not, you know Olive did not dress up at an S and M back door place where she dressed up basically like wonder woman. We could figure out that was like Hollywood. Yeah. What we didn't figure out was that the actual creation when they tell you how wonder woman is created was completely fucking wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> like that's the one thing that you were supposed to get right. So on top of the relationship uh, between the three people and the creation of wonder woman, it was basically all fabricated. It's like a giant game of telephone where you actually could have picked up a telephone and said, Hey, is any of this stuff real? And you decide to say, no, fuck it, I'm gonna lose at the game of telephone anyway. <laughs> and that's what happened. And then I read the I read the articles and was completely blown away by how we just released this podcast and we're gushing about a movie that is completely fucking fake. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like assholes. <clears throat> so I reached out to Christy over Twitter and Facebook and said hey, I, we, we just saw this movie, got to tell you the truth, we actually liked it and were completely blown away about how much was wrong in this movie. The fact that they got the actual creation of Wonder Woman wrong is beyond comprehension. Yeah. That was the only thing you were supposed to probably get right considering all your marketing material and... You fucking got that wrong. How the fuck is that possible? I don't know.
0: It do- That doesn't make any sense. And like you said. They like I'm,
1: I'm doing a recipe. I read a recipe for turkey. And the first thing they tell me to buy is a fucking ham. Like what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. I,
0: that's. I mean. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. I mean. The, the one thing. Uh, you had one job. <laughs>
1: yeah. You had one job. When you use the word Wonder Woman in your fucking title of the movie. Get the fucking origin right.
0: Right, uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> buy a ham. That's basically what we got. Yeah. So this this interview is is great. Um, Christy is we could talk to her forever. It, so it, she cool. seems like one of those people. And the stories about her grandmother—if they stayed up till midnight talking, we probably could have stayed up with all like all of them to till like four a.m. till the sun came up. Yeah. Um, this is just a really fun conversation. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, we hope you enjoy this this interview as much as as much as we did.
0: Yeah. Everyone out there. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, we found some really good nuggets about. I mean, about her life and about her her grandfathers and her grandmothers and really interesting stories. And we pick apart this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and 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 now that you're listening to the intro, and, and Christy might be listening too. Christy, we're not going to stop until we get Patty Jake's cell phone number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's dead he's dead serious i about will create
1: <laughs> i will create a hashtag somehow and just attach it to everything the same thing we're doing for wawa with hashtag west coast wawa there'll be a hashtag christy give me the cell phone number, but, yeah like
0: that. <laughs> hashtag petty Jackson's never yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well everybody uh enjoy this uh, little conversation that we have with christy marston who is the granddaughter of of the creators of Wonder Woman. Enjoy. Marston uh, was a psychologist, an inventor, and a writer. And he was educated at Harvard. Uh, he taught at the American University of Washington, D.C., as well as Tuft University in Massachusetts. Uh, he also worked, uh, this is kind of interesting, he worked at Universal Studios as director of public services. I, didn't, I had no idea. And uh, he and his wife, Elizabeth, were the creators of the lie detector test. Uh, but Marston and his wife are... Mostly known for the creation of the immensely popular Wonder Woman comic, which debuted in October of 1941, I believe,
1: which is actually on this date. Yeah, there That's you go. Crazy.
0: Uh, so we are yep. extremely privileged uh, to have with us today, Christy Marston, the granddaughter of the creators of Wonder Woman. Welcome, finally, <laughs> Christy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: thank you i feel like i know you well already
3: 45
1: minutes we had some yeah we had some slight we had some slight audio issues if in case you haven't noticed Krista, we don't make any money off of this website off of this podcast
0: (laughs)
2: one didn't think so no No, i'm teasing you
1: (laughs) so no we we we, uh i don't even know if that would have helped because nowhere did it say hey that browser that you were using for the past year stop using requires, it. It's it requires yeah.
2: cash so yeah it, it, no it doesn't even it's just not going to work
1: yeah with, and i'm not going to tell you so and it's the worst troubleshooting website page i've ever seen for a website
2: it, it was amusing in its own way since i wasn't the one fighting with it you were <laughs> Uh, so right, I've been right on in, the other end of that, and it's quite horrible. I,
1: I will say, I will say without even starting the podcast, I will say Christine Marston has the best like patience ever.
0: <laughs>
1: Forty <laughs> minutes.
0: I dare say like, Forty minutes like Wonder Woman esque patience.
1: Yeah. I would I would, if, if uh, yeah, I, yeah. I ran into some crap. And I needed to like go I was like, Hey Chrissy, can you drive me to the DMV and wait six hours for me? Be okay with
2: it. No, at that one I'd be like, No, but I'll drop yeah. you.
1: <laughs> six hours later in case Zencaster is the one behind yeah. the desk. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So right right from the start, let's let's dive right into it. We me and me and BJ uh did a podcast last week and we had I believe it was last week, um uh we did a mini review of of uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, and we gave it—we didn't give it actually stars or anything, but we 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 said it was a, a must-watch, not knowing that um, how untruthful the the movie was. Even when you see "Based on a True Story" in Hollywood, you know it's kind of loosely based. Like I like I told you, yeah. Christy, uh, you know nobody thought that you know William Wallace actually impregnated a French princess, <laughs> um, so. Okay. So in, in Braveheart, I'm talking about. So, right. you know, we thought, you know, the in the movie, I didn't think like, you know, Olive came out in something that was basically Wonder Woman, uh, right. Wonder Woman's outfit in like some S and M back, back, to, you know, back yeah. room. So right. I didn't think that happened, but I thought the love story was true, and and all the other stuff was true. I I, I thought that scene was kind of Hollywood esque, but what's crazy is that it seems like. They got none of it true. <laughs> like even down to like how Wonder Woman is created was completely wrong. Bingo!
2: So, yeah, a, a movie that's, that's the th- one that drives me crazy.
1: Yes, the one. The one that's a, the 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 way that they sold the movie was learn about the creation of Wonder Woman, and that's the thing they fucked up. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's and the thing they the. up. <laughs> The so, incredible true
1: story, right? Right. So even that minor de- – because the, the movie, like we said on the podcast before, was it was basically more about a love story about the, between these three people and, and, and psychology and all that other stuff. And Wonder Woman was just kind of a backdrop to that. But they sold yeah. it as the story of Wonder Woman's creation and that's the part they screwed up too. Yes, So without me stealing your thunder, can you please give us the truth so all of our listeners know how (laughs) Wonder Woman was created? I mean, me and BJ already know because, I mean, we have a nerd podcast, so of course we would know. But just let our listeners know how the true story of how Wonder Woman was created, and then we'll go into the bullshit of the movie.
2: Right. Well, you know, it really was very, very simple. My grandfather was a psych advisor for the company that became DC Comics, and Charlie Gaines, who was the head honcho, uh, just jokingly said, "Hey, Bill, why don't you write a comic?" You know, since he already had all the the right attitude and was it was working successfully in all the rest of the comics. And he went home and spoke with my grandmother about it that evening, and she said, well, yeah, go ahead and write one, but it's going to have to be a woman. There are enough boys out there already. So, you know, it was like that was Wonder Woman as opposed to the movie version where he comes up with, like, the entire thing, and he's going to, like, pitch it to a comic book company and this person in there that is supposed to be uh, Elizabeth Holloway Marston is like oh no nobody will ever publish that
1: uh, right when in reality it was her that said make it a woman
2: yeah okay. yeah so and, and that it, the, let me throw something in on that there there are people who kept kept like kind of arguing the movie saying oh but this is a great feminist movie it is like incredibly horrible for feminists yeah. because it took two very, very intelligent, incredible women and turned them into like nothing. You know, it was like, oh my God, what they did to Graham is, was, it, it wasn't just like the the whole business of messing with the, who came up with the idea for Wonder Woman. The, the character she's portrayed couldn't be further from reality. If you think about Wonder Woman, then you've got my grandmother down because Grandma's the role model. So that super positive "go get them" attitude, never take no for an answer, always be cheerful, always be positive, and always get it done. That was Grandma. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> was she? Was, was your? Was, and I have to ask this because, of course, you know they got so many things wrong. Was your? Was your uh, grandmother? Uh, British too, or?
2: Uh... Well, she was born on the Isle of Man.
1: Okay, okay, okay so that's but she so came they got that
2: right. Sort of, um, certainly not accented, but so what? Uh, but uh, she came over. I think she was probably five when they came and lived in the U.S. Uh, they used to go back and forth on a steamer every year. They'd come over for like the summertime or whatever. But when they finally moved there, I think she was five. Her father was um wait let me get this one right, and I totally know the answer on this anyhow i am trying to remember where uh where Holloway was from, but one way or the other um she wasn't accented but she uh was a, a, she was very precise in her speech um, would would never bother using you know, the kind of language as shown in the film or the kind of language that I use half the time. Oh,
1: because, that we use all the time. Yes,
2: that we use all the time. Um, primarily because she considered it pretty much lazy. She said, there are more appropriate <laughs> words to use. Use them. It's like, yeah, but I'd rather be lazy right now, thanks. You Especially know.
1: when you're talking about Suncaster.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> now, don't pick at them. They're working <laughs> they're, trying. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They're trying really hard. hard.
1: crossed.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so so
1: she actually didn't even have a british accent or an accent no
2: of... no she didn't jesus but, you know but that's you know that's the kind of thing where it's like oh so what and the same yeah, thing was like the, the, the their whole imagined sex life it's like oh so what but meanwhile you chopped this amazing amazing woman into nothing and don't you dare call it a feminist film when you threw her under the truck like that. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, that's that's an interesting thing you brought up, too, the, the whole sex thing, because that was a major part of the movie, um, yeah. I felt. Um, uh, I, again, not knowing the history of it, it, it was done tastefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, if you didn't know that this was – if this was just a normal story with no historical ties to it, it would be a, it'd be a pretty decent movie. But Which is what this,
2: they should have done.
1: Well, yeah. I mean they should have just made up a movie instead of attaching one Well, one they
2: would not even have to make it up. There are plenty of people – you know, the people in the poly world were really upset to find out that it wasn't true. I, I was going back and forth with a lot of people like all over the place. And they were so happy to have this movie come out. And then to find out it wasn't true, oh. they felt like, well, you know. But meanwhile, if it had gone out knowing that it was imaginary, they could have stayed happy. You
3: know? Right, that's true. It's we like have.
2: show people in positive light.
1: So, so that part wasn't even true at all. Taken
2: away. No, but and that, the, and Graham and Dots weren't lovers. You know, it's like it, it, that's that's the thing that's bad because it was it was almost as if I was stuck in that spot of, am I really going to open my mouth about this because I don't want to dash people's like dreams and happiness and all this kind of thing if they just had not done the bit about Wonder Woman's origins, I probably would have just let it go by, you know, because as far as I'm concerned, like sex is like, and, and what if they were gay? And what if there was a big poly thing? So there, right. there wasn't, but it doesn't make any real difference in the world. But, but from the the point of view of taking credit away from, from Graham is in it's just like so totally unacceptable, and they made both women out to be like less than intriguing humans. It's like okay, their sex life may have intrigued people, but they didn't have they weren't very solid. Mm-hmm. That's well, all.
1: What I found what I found crazy, like what you, I mean, like I said, like I, I keep alluding to this because we didn't know anything about it. And I thought it was a beautiful love story about these people just caring about each other. Right. And it's like, almost like finding out that like Romeo and Juliet didn't die the way they did. And they got just <laughs> hit by like a runaway, like horse. Or
2: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. They didn't really die. They snuck away and they're living somewhere. Right, right. That would be closer to the, how far off it is. Right. Yeah. And
1: then like, and then they both hit puberty yeah, and, like and then other. that
2: happened. Yeah, and
1: then they didn't like each other, and they got divorced. Uh, yes. I want to see that. And that's yeah. I want to see that movie. I'd, I'd be okay with that.
2: <laughs> and it's the true story. You can market it right. that way exactly.
1: And then somewhere, somewhere there, like King Arthur comes out. Yeah. <laughs> There was actually a, there was actually that Clive Owen movie. I don't know if you remember that movie uh, called Arthur, and they said it was like the way that the trailer played. It actually said something to the effect of, you know, the the untold true story of King Arthur. I'm like, he's completely made up. That's like <laughs> saying the untold, the untrolled to, the untold truth story of Santa Claus. I'm like, wait a minute.
2: Now that one, I want to see. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Well, that, and you would have to go to like what Coca Cola for that?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they own him now?
1: <laughs> well, that's who created uh, Santa Claus—the way that we see him today. Oh,
2: the way that we see him. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, like, I like Santa
2: the thing Ma- recently that said that like, Santa Claus's tomb was uh, excavated. Came across that accidentally. A week oh, that's—they
1: they mixed him up with Santa Claus. I saw King one tongue. time in Hallmark. I, <laughs> I saw one time in Hallmark uh, <laughs> one of those like little. Statue things and it was uh santa claus looking down on baby jesus and i'm like somebody's gonna think that's oh, true wow
2: <laughs> and somebody might get annoyed at that one a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> anyhow so the the whole thing was like hollywood does what it does and I, it's like i totally know it i understand it but the flip side is i deal with people every single day that throw things out there like, well, I know this is true about the Marstons or about this. And I'm like, well, except for that, it's not true. you know. So I'm already used to this. But this was taking it to a whole new level.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they made a movie out of the whole new level. <laughs>
2: exactly. It's like there was an incredibly bad book out a few years ago that people still are learning is not accurate. That's and the now one Jim, it's a movie. Right?
1: That's the one by by that woman, Jill, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm so accustomed to it. And as a matter of fact, with this movie, that was some of the people saying, and this is unfortunately typical of how things go. People would say, oh, well, it's based on a Lepore book and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, to begin with, no, she never, ever came up with this story in that book. She came up with some bad stories, but this wasn't now, one
0: <laughs> Woman. was that book, was that the, uh, the secret history of Wonder Woman? Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. Okay. That's the one. That's the one. That came out, what, about three, four, three or four years ago? ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It goes back a few years.
0: What was that? I, I never read that book, but I I just kind of heard about it. But did did she? Did anybody at all like approach the family and said like, "Hey, how was the? What's the true story?" So that we could actually write this.
2: Okay, well, here's the deal. As far as this movie goes, no, mm-hmm. most definitely. And uh, Angela Robinson was very clear on that in her interview. Thank God she was honest on that, right? I would still have people going, oh, no, you just don't know anything. Right. Okay. <laughs> but thankfully, Angela was honest and she said that she didn't want to talk to the family because she wanted to go with her own imaginings basically. So at least she was honest at that. I mean, it was a little late, but at least she was then when she was put on the spot, you know? So give her points for that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of hard to like, say, like say she did reach out and then she put the movie she put out. That would have been way worse. If you can imagine that.
2: The thing with it was that she said uh, that she, she and the question, way it was phrased, was she did consciously choose to not talk to the family ahead of time. Now there has been a there been a couple of response things out there, which are a little misleading. Where it's like, oh, you know, I tried to reach out to to Christie both, uh, like directly, and through intermediaries, and the directly is not true. Mm-hmm the Through Intermediaries was true. And the first one was in July. I don't think you're going to change the movie <laughs> by talking to someone after it's done. <laughs> that, would have
1: been, they would have been, that would have been a really short movie. Yeah. it's
2: like, But the only thing is maybe they wouldn't have done the marketing if I had, at that point in time, I was actually at San Diego Comic-Con and uh, a friend – Emailed me and said, you know, it's like she forwarded me a, an email that had been sent to her by Angela, and she said, I'm the, she wasn't real thrilled with the entire thing, and she did not endorse the movie in any way. But I mean, this is when I'm at San Diego Comic Con and I'm getting the email and going, um, well. To begin with, that's kind of silly. But to end with, <laughs> I, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but And the second one was just, oh maybe two weeks ago, if it was that. And oh, wow. it was through an even more circuitous-like method. Um, someone that she knew that's kind of working with a project on someone who is a friend of mine and so and this is someone who, who if if you know me you would know that it can take 20 phone calls before i actually return one um that it's <laughs> it's a common complaint in the family you know so this is the kind of thing so the, the woman uh that my friend tried to get me tried to get me i finally talked to her she told me what was up and i said yeah okay I would love to see the movie. I would love to see the movie with Angela Robinson right there, so we can discuss it face to oh, face After, oh, right on <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to see the movie with her, you know, and it's really terrible i I know it sounds like I like a i well, yeah, I would bite her head off for this, but the flip side of it is, I actually think I would like her. I've seen bits and pieces mm. of her interviews and everything and she seems very interesting in everything. She her, her choice in how to handle this was dead wrong. But it's not something you know, you can't hold that stuff against people for their lifetime, you know? Right. Right. It's like she messed up. That's all there is to it. She just plain messed up. It's but funny it's not that like it's, I hate the woman or something, you know. It's like fine. I wonder
1: Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's funny how she was creating a a movie based on a true story about Wonder (laughs) Wonder Woman and then like didn't do things as Wonder Woman would have done them.
2: Yeah. Truth is kind of a big part of Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And truth Mm -hmm. just was like, boy, was that kicked to the curb.
1: Yeah. It's not called the lasso of based
2: on truth. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Very good one.
0: So tell us, uh, I want to hear, I want to hear a lot about your grandma. Cause like I'm watching the movie and to me, she was the most, um, interesting character out of, uh, out of the three. And, um, I just want to hear, like, do you have any kind of like really cool, like notable memories, uh, with her and, uh, and was, I mean, wonder woman, something you guys like would talk about once in a while, or was it, it was just, just normal relationship? Um,
2: we and it depends on what you mean what's normal um, <laughs> here's the thing with Graham uh just to give you a little bit of background on mm-hmm. her. she was born in eighteen ninety three yeah. she lived hundred years and she went out there and got three degrees went on did like all anything she didn't let being a woman be in the way of anything. Mm. she just like went out and she got done what needed to be done. She did. She was just amazing and extremely intelligent, very positive, and very, very much uh, you know, self competent determined, but never, not like a grace. Uh, uh, try again. <laughs> aggressive or like that type of like never in other people's faces ever. Mm-hmm. She was. She was very fair with everyone, but she simply didn't let things get in her way. So when I was growing up, um, I've been in uh, in Connecticut uh, basically my whole life, mm-hmm. and Graham at the time lived in, uh, in an apartment in New York City. So when I was three, we would go down to visit Graham, and I'd go in and I'd say hi, and then I'd run down the hall and go to the bookcase that was loaded with these big, fat, volumes of the original comic books bound into books. And I'd grab a book and lay on her bed and read all day, you know, so like that was typical. Um, and she, she and dots were uh, out in Arizona and then Virginia and everything. And we were in constant touch. You know, there were always letters and everything going back and forth and phone calls and whatnot. But it wasn't until I was 18 out of the house in my own space with my husband or who would become my husband And basically had had the space. She would come out, like she'd come out. It started out whatever it was the first time she was going to come out and you know visit for like four days or whatever. Well, the four days turned into three weeks, (laughs) and then she came back. She did. She did this constantly. So I know Graham not as a little kid. I mean, I knew her as a little kid, but that's a different. That's a different thing. You know, I know Graham. As an adult. And the reason that she would come up and then stay forever, and like it was. Awesome is because we used to sit up like bsing half the night. this was what we did I love that. you know, and we'd talk about anything and everything. Wonder Woman would only come up because of like, oh, if those silly people at d c are doing this tour now kind of thing most of the time <laughs> um, well at that point in time, Wonder Woman was going through <clears throat> not a not a good stage in her life, shall we say until the Linda Carter TV show yes. started, and right. that took it back to the original one. Oh, sorry about that. I'm getting like update notices, which is why you're getting strange ringing sounds. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyhow, I love computers. Oh, yeah. uh, so as far as, as Graham and memories, the, it's, there are no little short memories. This is like she was just an amazing human being. Just amazing. And to me, Graham and Wonder Woman are one and the same. And so I I never like Wonder Woman was just part of the family to me. Yeah. You know, and that's that was Graham. (laughs) So. So, yeah, I have lots of great memories of Graham. And it's not some, you know, little old lady when I was a little kid. It was as an adult. (laughs) Her her attitude and her just like extreme clarity in thinking. it's beyond intelligence. She was a natural problem solver. She could find ways, you know, to handle things. All she had to do was think about it a little bit. Uh, But the, the uh, that's one of the things that uh, I, since you made me think about that, Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people who do not know me even a little bit who were under the assumption that somebody would find it terrible and offensive that their grandparents were, you know, they had this thing going on and all this. Well, to begin with, if they had, it would have been more power to yeah. them. It's just that they didn't. Right. And as far as Graham went, that was one of those things we hit on uh, more than once was, you know, we'd look at things that were going wrong in the world and, try and figure like the better way, but just like, now, this is happening. This is happening. And one of the things was like the, the just the silly ass stuff that people would be thinking about, you know, Oh, sex is a bad thing. And Oh my God, gay people. Oh my, you know, anything. It it was just like, we all had the, we shared the attitude of ain't nobody's business, but my own, you know, if it's like, consenting adults they should be able to do whatever they damn well please and we were totally together on that oh. and she got along extremely well with my um, very gay friends so, you know, <laughs> so it's like you know the, the whole thing of of a, a grandchild reacting badly because of the idea of like oh my god her grandmother might have been gay it's like well you're putting your own thought process on me, right. if that's what you're thinking. Right. Right. Because what would be too. wrong with having your grandmother be gay? What is the big deal? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah.
1: And if anything, it might teach you how to persevere a little bit more from the bigotry.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, and there was a, a, like, there was a woman in the family who was a lesbian. So she could have had an honest story and used the Marston name and the Wonder Woman name. Obviously, Marston and Wonder Woman was the key to selling right right but she could have had a true story and it would have been pretty entertaining
1: (sighs) yeah i guess Uh, i I don't know how they would have tied the smn into it
2: (laughs) no they couldn't have gotten Uh,
1: that one that
0: one wouldn't uh, have worked just to make it exciting i mean it's it's
2: yeah
1: (laughs) so um you know obviously Wonder Woman is, has been huge in your life, and and you, and you name dropped something before, which was the Linda Carter one. And actually, two there's two comic book characters um, that I remember that impacted me growing up because of the TV shows, the crappy Spider-Man one, uh, okay. where they would fling like the web, and it was just like rope,
3: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and then it was the Linda Carter one, the yep. Linda Carter Wonder Woman, and. I don't like. I remember that show specifically more than anything. I remember the cartoon, the cartoonesque intro, the the music, the huge trumpets coming in, her spinning around. I, I remember everything about that show, and so you said that until they brought out that show, that it it started to embody Wonder Woman again, right? Yes, it so, did. So, um, can you talk a little bit about? I've I've, I've before we usually tell everybody that we Facebook uh, not Facebook but we internet stalk you the interviewers or the interviews so we make sure we try to find as much information as possible so we know kind of know what we're talking like, I'm trying to pretend that we're smart <laughs> right, so right, right, right. so when i google internet you know, stalk yeah <laughs> uh, you know i saw a bunch of pictures with you and uh linda carter oh so jealous uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but my my 6 year old self and thirty-nine-year-old self are extremely jealous.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, how she's so, awesome.
1: <laughs> how, uh, how has she been? Was like that's when they were creating the TV show. Do you remember any kind of interaction that way? No. Or it was until years later.
2: It, no, no, no. Um, I don't – yeah, Graham didn't even meet her. I, I know she didn't meet Graham. So Graham wasn't involved in that. The thing is the, the TV show, they had just tried and failed um, with another one where they were doing you know, the same stuff they try and do with comics. It's like, oh, bringing Wonder Woman to the modern age and making this relevant to today, and it totally flopped. So what they did was went back to the original comics, and I mean original, original and did the TV show based on that, and got Linda for the part. And as far as Linda Carter goes, my grandmother was very happy with what they were doing with the Mm. show. Again, anything that goes back to the original character, Wonder Woman was written by a psychologist, not somebody who just wrote action stories. There was a reason behind it, and so long as you keep her with her character... She'll be around forever because people want that character, yes, but to go back to the the Linda Carter end of things, um, when I started helping my father out with his uh, you know what became the museum website, the whole thing, he oh my God, he adored Linda that Carter that, 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 and that, that. had not been able to uh, to connect to her and Everybody, you know every, to get in
1: touch every male he, my age. Was intrigued by Linda Carter.
2: Uh, Your age and most every age, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Linda, yeah, Linda, definitely. (laughs) But here's what was great: is that I had a uh, a friend who was out in L.A. and one way or the other, he managed to um, make it so that when she was playing, she was doing a show at Mohegan Sun, which is not just a couple hours away from us. And it was arranged that after her show, we would meet her. And that did happen. And one of the things that came out is she was mad at her people for not passing through like letter or letters that dad had sent. It's like, you know what, unless they know comic history, why would they know that this guy was any different than every other guy out there sending letters but anyhow um that led to her coming down to uh down to the house and checking out the museum but mostly coming to visit and chat and whatnot you know like a a couple weeks later or whatever and i'm gonna add something celebrity really doesn't mean anything to me Mm -hmm. it was not until i had seen a few, not a few, more than a few, like interviews and whatnot with her, both written and then little clips because Wonder Woman fans that I'm friends with would send me these things. Uh-huh. And the more I paid attention, this is why my friend in California, when he said, you know, have you ever met and I And he said, no, but I think I would like to meet her because she does seem like she's a really decent human being. And that's the whole thing. She was like born to play Wonder Woman. She she didn't even have to act. It, it, that is so much her nature, and I kind of thought that might be the case from the interviews. And when I met her, it was totally confirmed.
0: Yeah. So she's just awesome. I was going to. She's incredible. I was going to say like when they when they yeah. casted her, she was perfect. Just as how like Christopher Reeve was perfect as Superman. I mean, they yep. they chose two really really. I mean embodied those characters and also their alter egos or their aliases, whatever they did a really good job, you know, doing, um, you know, her being, uh, Diana and him being, you know, Clark Kent and all that. So they did a very good, you know, alter ego. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, and everything, it's too bad that she hasn't done a lot of stuff over the years, but she'll always be, you know, Wonder Woman. I mean, first and foremost,
2: well, the thing is she's a, she's a singer and she was a singer before she did her acting stuff. She did do a few other acting pieces, but she was a singer and she is a singer. I went up there, you know, it's like, because we were going to meet her and dad, Oh my God, dad was so happy. Um, But, and I was very much looking forward to seeing if in, in person she would be as she came off in the interviews. And she is even more so. But uh, when we went up there, you know, all right, I might be a little bit of, uh, you know, skeptic. But I wound up thinking I was just going to have to, like, sit there and, like, do a, a smile and nod through her performance and everything and, like, oh, God, this is <laughs> not going to be good because she has a different choice in music than what I might listen to because yeah. I just saw some songs mentioned, but I never watched anything of her performing. She's up on stage, I, and I'm I'm not kidding. When I say my jaw dropped, I mean it. I, I mean my mouth fell open. I was just could not believe what I was seeing. She is she's a great singer. And she is a great performer. That audience is, you know, they feel like they're up on stage with her. She's so warm. She just brings everyone in. And she's so talented. So they, believe me, as far as like it's a shame she didn't do more acting, well, that's because she's a singer and she's damn good at it. So you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it might have been – it'd be good. And even now, now where she popped up in uh, Supergirl, the Supergirl mm-hmm. and that was funny as hell. Did you catch the name on that? Olive Marsden. Oh, that was <laughs> her definite, name? Oh, no way. Yeah, the president was Olive Marsden. So they took Dotsie's Holy name, shit. Olive, and almost said Marsden. So that was funny as hell. Somebody um, yeah. with a sense of humor did yeah. that. I, I appreciated that one. But anyhow, the, as far as Linda goes, uh, she was uh, she was and is a natural. And I since have met... Uh, it wasn't until last year that I met Shannon Farnon and Susan Eisenberg, mm. and they are both um, – I'm not sure if you're familiar. Shannon was the first voice of Wonder Woman for Super Friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then came Linda Carter doing the TV show, and then came Susan Eisenberg doing Wonder Woman in uh, Justice, Justice League. Justice League, okay. And – you got the same exact thing there. These women are just naturals. Incredible. I mean, it's it's like who they are, and their fans. I totally undervalued the uh, the voice actors all these years. I I, I hadn't even realized the impact they have. Their fans are exactly the same as Linda's are with her. You know, it's like they, these people. It's like they are Wonder Woman. To their fans,
3: exactly. It's
2: like it's amazing, but again, you hit on these people that are there. They are. It's it's so perfect. It's a natural part of them, Mm -hmm. and then they have them acting Wonder Woman. Good Mm -hmm. choice, and on the uh, for Gal, I only met her face to face like very briefly a couple times, but I will definitely comment about Patty Jenkins who I've had a lot more exchange with. She if if you wanted to ask me who she reminds me of, I would say she reminds me of Graham. Wow. So she's a natural. Wow. She's amazing. Oh my God, that woman is just amazing. You know? <laughs> but she really does remind me of that it's like if now if you could take her and put her in a movie and have her playing Graham, then you'd have a true story. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, Patty, would you mind, like, just stepping away from your extremely busy, nonstop schedule of directing these movies and and just, like, come play this role for me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the director's cut of the Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: so so you said you you've had plenty of conversation with Patty. How did that start? Did her people try to contact your people? No, no,
2: not at all. Or,
1: before or after, you know, the movie came out?
2: None none of the above. Um it was actually kind of funny. Um I had been more than a little bit nervous about where the Wonder Woman movie what was going to happen with that. All of us were. <laughs> yeah, well particularly after that Thank God it didn't get picked up. TV thing they had tried no, doing. Thank David God e. it didn't get picked up.
1: David E. Kelly one.
2: Yeah. Oh God, was that was that was like. Have you like, seen it? I, I yes, I did, and it, yeah. it would have been it would have been like very bad for Wonder Woman for disaster. people who didn't like, know her.
1: Yeah, it was like Tony Stark. They toned her it, into Tony Stark.
2: It it, it was terrible. But meanwhile, after that, I was kind of going, Oh God, how is this going to work? And then they put out all the publicity about Gal and everyone was like, "Ah." I'm like going, Oh God, (laughs) where are we going with this? And then I got a note in email from Linda and she said, I just talked to Patty Jenkins and she feels the same way about Wonder woman as we do. And I went, Oh, good. Oh, cool. This is good. Yeah. So I already had that in my head. You know, I mean, for Linda to say that, you know, basically it was like, okay, there's hope kind of thing going on. And then it it actually is kind of funny. Um, I was doing – I had gone out – Susan Eisenberg asked me to come out to L.A. and – Uh, Go on a panel with her And because it was Susan Eisenberg I mean now I just like I love Susan But then I had already Respected Susan so because she was Asking even though I'd never been to LA and I really thought oh god Do I really want to get up on a panel it was like Okay great now I'll do it I'll do it And it turned out to be a wonderful thing that's how I met Shannon as well at the same one At the same Comic Con Anyhow um, I just completely lost track of what I was saying. Well, I was gonna, so, uh, no, I do know what it was. I do know what it okay. was when it, because I was going to be out there. I looked online on information on the panel on the Comic Con site, and I saw Patty Jenkins listed on the panel. That's Crazy! And I went, oh, well, that's what I said. I said that's crazy, but I, like I thought it was weird because it's not a giant con. So, because I had had the email, her email because of Linda, I had, uh, we just sent off a note and said, Hey, I, I see that we're going to be on the same panel. Um, I want to do a, you know, basically a wonder woman dinner and during some night at the, the, the con and would you join, would you join us? Oh, that's so cool. And she sent back a thing saying, I'm not in LA. I'm have, I'm not on that panel. But now I want to be because I want to come to the the (laughs) So because of a a mistake that – we'll we'll be nice and call it a mistake that the con put in that Patty Jenkins was going to be on that panel. They must have been selling tickets like crazy on that one. But anyhow, because of the mistake, um, that's why I sent her a note. And you know, we emailed back and forth. She she, she wasn't even I don't think she was even in the United States at that point in time. But she, we emailed back and forth a couple of times, and then um, when Wonder Woman was um, doing her short-lived stint as a uh, UN ambassador, I don't know if you caught that one. Were you aware of that? It, this is last year. It's in the comic book. yes, yeah it yeah. was it, but it was she, she was she was anyhow there was a big thing at the un where she was basically like being however you say inducted whatever right right and patty was there uh, obviously linda was there gal was there patty was there so that's when i physically met both of them for the first time like the face-to-face thing
0: Oh, wow that's crazy um, that's
2: nuts and then there was something there was that and Actually, I thought maybe I. Oh yeah, and I saw her at the uh, the movie premiere. But I'll tell you when you're when these things are out there, where it's so much of it is publicity and everything. We, we both have exactly the same reaction. Waiting for the time when we can just sit down and BS without having to worry oh, about.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, it's like there's so many people that I mean, who doesn't want to meet Patty Jenkins? Okay, so it's not something where you, 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 she can't just like blow people off. So, you know, no, no. So one of these days. But anyhow, I have been back and forth with her. Um, as I said, we we've, we've met face to face a couple of times, fairly briefly, um, but have exchanged emails, you know, on numerous occasions. And I can tell you from the first that first one that I sent her inviting her to dinner, not knowing she wasn't part of the panel, I was going, whoa, I, am, I really think she's like amazing. And she had sent things back in there and it's like I knew as soon as I was like talking to her via email or face-to-face directly I trusted what Linda said completely because Linda and I are on exactly the same page as far as Wonder Woman goes. But when I uh, started interacting, when I started to get to know Patty a little bit, she knows Wonder Woman. She – there was no question in my mind. So when I went to see the movie and that was at the – like the Hollywood premiere, um, I went in hopeful – Because of her attitude, not having any idea what the script was that she had no control over, not knowing anything about it, not knowing how Ga would do, not knowing anything about the other actors. And it wasn't until I sat there and watched it that I discovered she doesn't just get Wonder Woman. She isn't just a Wonder Woman herself. She's a freaking amazingly talented director which I didn't even know <laughs> well,
0: <it's> like, <laughs> we've, uh, it was mind-blowing we've watched all the dc movies i mean over the last 40 years and i could tell you like going into that movie i was we were extremely nervous because we got man of steel we got batman versus superman then we got suicide squad all three of which any of mm. our listeners know out there we do not like those movies yeah and uh Mostly because I've
2: I've heard that a lot, and the only one that I tried to watch was Batman versus Superman.
0: Yeah, you're talking about these are the three biggest heroes on superheroes on the planet in comic books, and yeah, Marvel's doing their thing, but Spider-Man's really the only one that's mostly well known, you know, as before the MCU was created. Right, right, right. So Wonder Woman came out, and we're thinking, oh my god, like I, I hope, I really hope they got this thing right. (laughs)
2: What are they gonna do? (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I walked. I mean, I almost had tears in my eyes when that whole no man's land thing happened. Yeah, I was just unfucking believable.
2: Yes, it was. It was. Um,
0: And so, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that you you watched it and went, "Oh, okay, good, good, thank God." You know.
2: Oh, it was beyond good. That's what I, I again. I knew that Wonder Woman was safe in her hands, but I also didn't know. I Like, I knew that Patty isn't somebody that someone could just walk on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that she has bosses, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like there are things that would not be her choice. And that, unfortunately, would have been part of the job. Yeah. But I knew as soon as I saw the movie, and it was kind of funny, saw the movie, and after it was over, um, ran into – by fluke, um, the the friend that had come out with me to watch the movie uh, had run into a guy in the lobby who saw us departing from the same motel that he had departed from and saw us like getting in and and going, and he and he said something to to Dave at the time. So one way or the other, talking to this guy, it turns out it's Patty's uncle, and uh, oh, cool. I just was saying it's like you have to be so proud of her, and I'm thinking that she fought to make this happen because this is way beyond my best expectations and the guy said it's like yeah she didn't get to home be home very much but when she did we heard about some of those battles <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, bet, I bet
1: i would love to be a fly on the wall on those uh,
2: yeah but that's just it she is she's another one she is so positive She's positive. She's determined. She's not going to do anything terrible to get her way doing something, but she is going to do the right thing. And that's yeah. that same kind of Wonder Woman attitude. That's a Graham attitude. Wow. So,
1: just, really, just really quickly, because I know we're getting close to the, to the hour here, um, to follow up on that, I, I, I just listened to a, a podcast with Petty Jenkins on it. And we, we basically all wonder the movie that we got, we owe that to Richard Donner's Superman. She had watched uh, as a kid growing up and really impacted her. And she has waited all this time to do something like Superman, which is Wonder Woman. And for, for years, they pushed her off. Like I don't know how much you know about the backstory about it, but Patty Jenkins was attached to this project for a very long time. Um, and they know I didn't she, know that yeah she was she was in talks with Warner Brothers for a long time it didn't become official until like you know a few years ago but she was in talks with Warner Brothers and DC for a long time to do a Wonder Woman movie but she only wanted to do it in the sense of like this Richard Donner Superman version right and a, a good one back on it. yeah and and if not and, and this is crazy if not if if Batman v Superman and Man of Steel had been actually good movies, I don't think we'd get the Wonder Woman that we got that we get now.
2: You're correct. So You're entirely correct. Because, I have no doubt in my mind about that.
1: Because they were pushing her, they didn't want her to do her film until everybody's like, Why the fuck are these two superheroes killing everybody? It, and then all of a sudden Patty Jenkins spin on the character or not spin or true origins of the character was like, Okay, we can do we should do that one now.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is they had had a different director who left for whatever circumstances, and Patty was like, you know, this last-second save. I don't even remember who the director was that was supposed to be doing I the one in the I've forgotten
1: But I think it coincided with why Patty wasn't attached originally was I think she was pregnant. No idea. Um, I thought I, saw, I heard that on the podcast. But regardless, I, I really truly believe, like, ironically, if we don't get we, – if we got – because we got the shitty you know first two movies we got the true truer wonder woman that we would have gotten or would have not gotten
2: mm-hmm. had
1: those first two movies been any good at all
2: i i totally agree with you on that because it, the, the thing is it just feels like keep like putting out the same thing over and over again you know something works once okay maybe we should use it on everything well maybe you shouldn't you know yeah, <laughs> like,
3: every maybe character-
2: that's not a good idea yeah
1: <laughs> superman's not batman
2: so. yeah, yeah. That movie I I did have a – I had already heard like people literally from all over the world telling me that they were – as they were snoozing through that movie and Wonder Woman came out, people in the audience that had – weren't even Wonder Woman people like were suddenly cheering.
1: Yeah, because she was the best part in that movie.
2: Yeah, well, my know, favorite part they, is when she smirks.
0: They, oh yeah, <laughs> but they, I mean, they've done massive reshoots with Justice League, and I think they're going to have a lot more Wonder Woman in it because she's everybody's like favorite now. So, yeah,
2: I hope that movie is really good. And there are the uh, one one in particular. I usually can't tell one actor from another, and I'm sitting here trying to remember the uh, Momoa. I think.
0: Uh, oh, Jason oh, Jason Momoa. Momoa yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that one I I I'm hoping that character is fun. It's an interesting thing. There's case. a young guy that I met first at Rhode Island Comic Con and then out at the movie thing and he plays the uh, uh forgive me with names. I you should see what I do to the museum. Oh, and then some guy that's got this like half face that's red, you know, anyhow that guy, cyborg maybe, cyborg. but anyhow. Yeah. Um having met the actor a couple of times, I'm betting that that character is going to be a fun one because he's like a ball of energy. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I yeah, hope Jason so. Lewis, Yeah, um, uh, I'm not sure that's how. I, I'm not sure how the avid Aquaman uh, fans are going to take it, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, but that's the whole thing. I'm. Just, I really hope that this movie is a good one. I, I hope that there was enough learned about not to copy old, like too dark things anymore. Just stop that. You know? Yeah. Right. So I, so I do hope Justice League is a, is, is a fun movie and a so success.
1: We, uh, we're going we're gonna to end the podcast now with, with what we call the big finish. Um, it's The three- big
2: finish. Yep. Yes. <laughs> three
1: questions. Everybody gets them. Um, everybody that we've ever interviewed has gotten these questions. So I already kind of know this answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> All-time favorite character can be from any genre.
2: Oh, get out. I mean, you don't even have to finish this I think I think I can answer that. Do you think Wonder Woman might be my answer? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that's never happened before. We've never had the creators, like, <laughs> in on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like we've never had Stan Lee's son on the show. Like,
2: of, grandson, <laughs> like, grandson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. We've never had the grandson on the show, been, or anybody related. I think it would be funny anybody.
0: if she just said like you know cyborg or so, just some. Yeah, I have right. like, okay, okay, to
2: make up a name because I never remember names. Yeah.
1: Well, she's like uh, my favorite character of all time Galactus. is yeah. is uh, is Thor. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Not even a DC character. <laughs> or, yeah, it's Marvel
1: <laughs> or Spawn. yeah Yeah. <laughs>
2: Let me make up some, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so we got that one down. Okay.
1: Uh, okay so, okay. So, if um, what kind of birthday gift would you give Wonder Woman?
2: Uh, I think World Peace is hard to package, so I'm I'm stumped there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think you can wrap that up easily.
2: I, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think that might be that would be a hard one to acquire. <laughs> Maybe- so that's it.
1: Maybe a new security system for her invisible jet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or one of those, like, clap to find it things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Maybe a globe light so you can find it at night.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be
0: good. Um, okay, second question. What are you currently watching uh, now as far as TV shows, either uh, live or something you've recorded on the DVR? It could be any. Oh,
2: well... You're going to be really disappointed. I don't watch TV, so nothing. <laughs> really?
0: Uh, what about yeah, okay? Really. So what about like a like past in the past? Uh, what kind of TV shows or
1: Netflix? Watch? Nothing.
2: Um, for a while, yeah, a bunch of years ago, uh, I was watching movies and whatnot. But there was a show that was on that entertained me. Um, and it's funny because it just came up because there's a woman who is an actress from it. CC uh, C. Pounder, what the hell is the name of it? Um, Warehouse 13, that amused me. Oh, Warehouse that, was, Th- that goes way back. But I mean, I really don't watch TV. I tend to read. And right now I'm reading a great book Comic Con and the Business of Pop Culture by Rob Salkowitz. Awesome.
1: that does not work with our follow up question at no, all. No, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you're SOL on
2: that one. Sorry. Well, I was That's guess. never happened before. <laughs> Well, what, I don't watch TV.
0: <laughs> what could, well, shoot. Um I guess I could go back to the Wonder Woman question, but what kind of what kind of eggs do you think uh Wonder Woman would like?
2: What kind of eggs? Yeah. Yep. Uh 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 hard boiled.
1: Ah, nice. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. I d- I wasn't I was either. Say, I was thinking scrambled. That's genius.
3: <laughs> 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 All right, last
1: last last question here. Um What is uh, your favorite all-time, top three movies of all time?
2: Oh, Lord. Okay. Now, you see, you don't understand my strange, since childhood, um, lack of memory and name retention. However, I can tell you things that have positively, because they ran through my head in recent times, amused the living hell out of me. Uh, to begin with, Wonder Woman is – Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman is is always going to be up there. So, okay. you know, take that as a given. There you go. Okay. But here's where I have um, a really warped sense of humor. <laughs> I, I've always said I come from the land of the easily amused. And I don't know if you've ever seen him. Um Have you ever seen Reefer Madness, the musical? Yep. <laughs> okay, I, I'm sorry. I think it's freaking hysterical. Yeah. And along the same thing, it's because I, we were talking about uh, – f- some friends and I were talking about like, really good movies. And I'm like, well, I kind of tend to lean towards the cult movies. Um, Forbidden Zone, that the Elfman Brothers – they, they did that movie, the Elfman Brothers, that were Oingo Boingo. Oh! Are you familiar with – that's freak. I, I, it's just like – Dude, that's deep cuts.
0: That's like – oh, wow. That's that is,
2: yeah, yeah. So, so if you've never seen Forbidden Zone, you should get it again. This one again, of course, it's the Elfman brothers. So, of course, there's plenty. It's it's definitely a musical with plenty of you know other things. But I mean, they have things like. Hervé Villachez is the king of the underworld. and I, I mean, it's just I've, I've freaking heard, hysterical.
0: Yeah, I've heard of this movie. I, I've seen Reefer Madness. I remember watching that at a friend's house because they're they're really into theater and they love, you know, uh, what is it, Rocky Horror Picture Show and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, so I saw Reefer Madness. I have not seen Forbidden Zone, but I've heard a lot about it, um, heard it's very, very out there.
2: It, depending upon your sense of humor, it, 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 it could suddenly become your favorite movie of all time. You may have to check it out. It, it's really—I mean—I positively recommend that everybody should see it. And they'll either go, "Oh my god, I'm never watching a movie with her," or you know, think it's great. One or the other.
0: <laughs> you, you've given us a really interesting list, unlike anyone's ever given us. It's like going to the grocery yeah. store. It's like going to the grocery store and buying three completely weird. You know, uh, items.
2: <laughs> I could have warned you about that. Talking to me can be kind of unpredictable.
1: <laughs> that was
3: great. So, w-
1: last last thing I want to end on is uh, um, I don't know if you remember our logo, but we have stick figures in our logo. Um, I hold a lightsaber. BJ holds um, uh, a chainsaw, uh, chainsaw from Evil Dead. I don't
2: know if I saw your logo, but that's funny. <laughs>
1: every Every interview that we've ever done, we do a stick figure for for the uh, for the guests. So if you could just open your email, I sent it a few minutes ago. So hopefully it's there by now. Um, And all I need you to do is just open up the attachment and tell me what you see.
0: Hang on. It's not porn, so don't worry. It's
3: it's not. Yeah.
2: well, Well, let's see. I'm looking at my email. And unless you were sending me something, okay. There's one from you because I, I didn't think you were Medicare action, uh, options or one tag flashlight, <laughs> insanely bright military flashlight. Just really, okay. More spam got through. Let me just mark my spam folder again.
0: <laughs> Said you're and like then we'll get to it. trying to sell you Amway or something.
2: <laughs> oh god, to sell you it doesn't stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing she saw it. I'm good <laughs> <you> saw it.
2: <laughs> Very good. I love it.
1: So, as being podcast, we're going to need you to describe it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there's no describing that. No, that's up to you to describe. That, I, that seriously is like – were you looking at, like, Facebook images? I told
1: you internet stalk you. I,
2: yes, I was, you were I doing internet lie. stalking. This internet is, stalking. is how people find me at Comic-Cons, okay? <laughs> the, the, the sunglasses – and I'll tell you why I have those sunglasses on all the time, by the way. They're prescription glasses. If I wear my regular, current, everyday prescription glasses that I use for driving – they distort things, right? Well, these glasses that I wear all the time, I, I, it's not like who's hiding behind the Foster Grants. It's because I need, to be, I need the prescription. Well, that prescription, those glasses are so old, I had them on at my friend's baby shower, all right? Her baby is a doctor now. Oh my. So Lord. they're a little older so they're easier on the eyes. <laughs> and then the other thing again again twisted mind the, the the um robe the blue robe with the white stars that I'm wearing all the time that's actually a bathrobe. It's so like,
3: you know, I mean,
2: come on. I started to have – I thought that I, was a Wonder Woman thing. It is a Wonder Woman thing.
3: Okay. It's a
2: Wonder Woman silk bathroom. But here's the thing. The reason that I got in the habit of doing that is I was going to a, like, black tie event for the Boston Area Toy Collectors Club – does this annual dinner, and it is black tie and and Dad was um speaking at it, so of course that meant I was taking him up there and I was going to be with him and I was like okay great i 've got this you know very nice full length black typical you know sheath kind of dress and I bought it in a thrift store for two dollars, so I could have something to wear over a bathing suit, you know. But but it was a, actually a very nice dress. But it's sleeveless, which I'm not going to wear. And after going through all sorts of things and actually getting something and not liking, it, I said, "Oh, screw this!" And I went down in the museum and I grabbed the bathrobe and wore that instead. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, oh yeah, my quirks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm glad I'm glad you like it. Uh, that's that's really good actually. Would you uh would you like to plug anything? Plug your museum, plug the network that you No, use? no,
2: the museum is totally in chaos. I'm I'm hoping that the one thing, you know, dad died in January and yes. this the museum was in his house. So of course, you know, that was great, but now my sister and her daughter and my mother live there and you know, I don't really like, you know, oh, so hey, Kara, we're going to go down to the museum and up to the museum.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so right now it's kind of in limbo. Um, it really should be a public museum. It always should have been, but it wasn't. That's what, not why it started. It was Dad's. What He he loved having it there set so people would come and visit and look at it and be happy. That's awesome.
1: You yeah, know, should, so you someday uh, it'll
2: go public. You should I reach,
1: out to, uh, reach out to Steve Sansweet. And see how he started uh, no. his museum. He's the uh, number one Star Wars collector in the world. Oh God! And uh, see how he started his his uh, you know museum type thing. He's like nonprofit, I think.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, it, that's the thing is it would need to be a nonprofit, and the logistics of nonprofits. I immediately looked into it, but the one thing with them is that, um, basically you do not have control over a nonprofit. And I have had enough times in my life where I've, like, said, oh, yeah, don't worry, that person's fine, and then had things change down the road where I wouldn't put myself in that spot. I wouldn't put the Wonder Woman stuff in that spot.
3: Yeah, right. yeah.
2: So, you know, it's just one of those things. But hopefully it'll get worked out and it'll happen. But meanwhile, I don't have um, – oh, wait, wait, wait. I do have something I want to plug. That yeah, is Wonder Woman. Um, People – constantly are asking me about well you know what we do i this is when i just found out how much people really do want to know about the marstons i didn't realize it until this movie was like this but anyhow uh there is nothing out there there is not uh, there is not a book out there that is anything with accurate stuff or anything about the marstons but there is an incredible Incredible book out. It's Wonder Woman Psychology, Lassoing the Truth. That's where we snagged that. That, that, that Travis Langley mm-hmm. and Mara Woods, Mara Woods uh, were the co-editors on that. Travis does a, a lot of these kind of things, and doing Wonder Woman was perfect. And I've known him for a few years, and he is a psychologist. And that Wonder Woman Psychology is the best book book on Wonder Woman ever written, and included in it. Um, because it was Travis doing it, um, Graham had started writing her memoirs like way up in the tail end of her years. And, you know, she'd like jot things down and I'd like type it into my hot new Apple 2GS computer that had like word processing software in it, Oh
3: wow!
2: you know, and edit it. And she's like, oh, wow, that would have been nice instead of typewriters. But anyhow. Uh, she had started doing those, and those are included in Travis's book. But that book, Wonder Woman Psychology, is just—I I love that book. I'll you I, and I think anyone who's anyone who's into Wonder Woman will totally enjoy it. And don't think that it's a textbook style; it is not. It happens to be that it is primarily. Um, well, psychologist and really good Wonder Woman people like Mike Madrid that were contributing, but it's just it, it it's a it's just a great read. So there's my plug. That's the one to That's go awesome. for. That sounds okay.
1: awesome. great.
0: <laughs> Christy, That's- thank you so much uh for doing this. I know it's like gotta be almost midnight where you're at, right?
2: Uh, um, might be. <laughs> <laughs> Life goes on. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, thank
1: you for all your patience, and thank you for spending the, the amount of time that you did with us. Well, we actually I've
2: totally enjoyed myself. I, it's like you guys are great. And <laughs> not only that, I, I learned about Zencaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yes,
3: did.
1: <laughs> well, awesome. Firefox. you did. So yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Well uh this was uh Chew on This Interviews uh Christy Marston. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next time folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>